This is part two of a two-part podcast. I'm Edward Norton. No, not that one, the other one, and I love pies. No, not that kind, the other kind. Hermes is an old-school forum packed full of friendly people who occasionally give out a slice of pie. You'll never forget your first slice of pie. It made me feel so good. I had to buy a whole pie so I could share the love. Oh, and there's apples too. Sign up at permies.com to join in the world of homesteading and permaculture, and you too might get a slice of pie. But let me let me get continue with the article because I'm going to get to a point that I think is important because I've had I've had some permaculture bigs contact me and uh, but I want to I want to and I'm going I'm about to get to that so um, continuing on with the article the Fauci's put out their hate video and get thousands of thumbs up and I put out a new DVD and a book that brings in the most I've ever brought in for a Kickstarter. That video may have more than 100,000 views, but since then, all of my stuff has about 600 million views and setting new records each month. So let me say those numbers again. 100,000 versus 600 million since their video came out. I just checked and it looks like the Fauches haven't put anything out in a year and a half. And I wrote this more than a year ago, like about a year and a half ago. So The people asking me, how do you deal with all the hate you get, are nearly always asking because somebody sent some fresh hate their way and they're feeling like shit. So they're asking me what to do about feeling shitty. Most of it, I brush past in a few minutes. I feel like the hate they're throwing my way is nearly always an obey or else thing, tied up in what a shitty person the hater is. It really has nothing to do with me. And if a couple of people stand up for me, then I feel much closer to those people. So the hater facilitated this thing where I could get closer to good people, my people. So it actually turned out more positive. I suppose when it hurts is when I've been generous to some people. And they're now sending hate my way. But, well, write them off as human and move on. So, vouches. The whole thing with the vouches was that they contacted me. Although in their video they say that I contacted them. They contacted me. Uh, And actually it was Esther contacted me. She said, can I attend your event and I'll give you good PR and I uh, thought about it and said oh okay and then she said well I need you to feed uh, not just me but my husband and three children as well and uh, that's when it got weird but we eventually uh, worked something out but I I detailed that in a thread out of terms all the details are there and I think I think there is oodles of proof that I honored my end she videoed proof that I honored my end. And I think it's fair to say that her video is not good PR. So what did she give me in exchange for her whole family attending this event? All right. Um, moving, moving along. Um, part of it is the only way I can think of to discover wonderful, noble, awesome people is to bring yourself closer to 100 people at a time, right off 95. That leaves you with five people. Yeah. When I took my first PDC, there was a 21-year-old woman in the class that always seemed genuinely glad to see everybody. I would come around the corner, and she would see me and smile big, really big. Like, my coming around the corner just made her month. Maybe my coming around the corner was the best thing that happened in the last month. As if I'm one of the coolest people she's ever met, and now she gets a moment passing me in a hallway, and she will write about this moment for years. 
So it wasn't just a plastered-on smile. It, it seemed beyond genuine, deeply genuine. I'm pretty sure that this is the way she lived every moment of every day, becoming deeply glad to be around each person in our group and feeling that goodness to her core. This PDC had about six round tables that would hold about seven people each, which is why my PDCs feature the same round tables. You've both experienced these round tables. Mm-hmm. Very round. <laughs> so there was uh, there was a meal where I was at the same table as her. She was explaining to us how she used to work for a permaculture instructor. And I want to say, if I said the name of this permaculture instructor, the two of you might have heard this name. Mm. And he said, dot, 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 it doesn't matter what he said. What is important is, it sounds like that guy is a real piece of shit. She thanked him for helping her to find a new way to grow as a Buddhist. She decided to leave the next day. So, I have not shit on this instructor in this podcast. I left his name out. I, uh, she did not shit on that instructor for the things that he said that were shitty. She thanked him. Um, and of course she removed herself, which I think is, you know, basically it sounds like this guy might be a kind of a troll. And I've been to his place and I have visited with this guy. And so I know a little bit about him and, uh, her story checks out. <laughs> so, uh, but. That day, I learned that this 21-year-old woman had her shit together far better than me. Recently, uh, and recently, I mean, when I wrote this, I entered into a new business arrangement. Uh, This woman sent me a four-page contract to sign for something that will be uh, for a few hundred bucks. All right, so she's going to perform this. There's a whole different woman, and this woman is in Missoula, and this woman is going to perform a service for me, and I will pay her for the service. And um, before the service begins, she has me, uh, she hands me this four-page contract, and I need to sign it, and she signed it. So now she's contractually obligated to do it, and I am contractually obligated to pay her when it is done. It is, re- it is really rare for me to see a contract like this anymore. I think most of the business I do is where you start small, and if it works out, try bigger things and so on. Either party can end things at any time. I suppose I am being punished for the actions of those that have come before me in this woman's world. Somebody in her past behaved poorly, and this contract is to prevent that sort of thing from happening again. And maybe there's even been three or four people that have burned her in ways that she did not expect. So she's covering herself for those things, plus she spent some time trying to think of all the other things that might happen. I kind of thought that if anything bad happens, she's going to have a terrible time sorting it out from 2,000 miles away anyway. And it will probably cost $20,000 to get that 200 bucks. I don't know why I'm saying 2,000 miles away. She's she's not that far away. She's in Missoula. Maybe, what am I trying to suggest? Maybe it's because she was doing business with people that are 2,000 miles away. And it'll probably cost $20,000 to get that 200 bucks. The whole document is moot. If she does what I ask, I'll pay her. And if it was a lovely experience, let's do it again. I signed the document so she can feel a bit more comfortable. In my corporate whore days, I worked for organizations in the same state. Taking them to court would be far easier. 
If the company seems stable, I'd simply submit an invoice after the first week and expect to be paid seven days after that. If they seem dodgy, I would insist on a retainer. But 85% of my contracts had no contract. I did the work, and they paid me. Pretty much every company that insisted on a contract turned out to be a shitstorm. But dealing with a shitstorm was sort of my specialty. Still got paid. Oh, sure, there were contracts where they screwed me, but that was rare. My Uncle Doug was a hell of a businessman. Big business. Big, big money. He said, never sign anything that's more than one page. And I happen to know that 90% or more of all the business he did was on a handshake. I do want to point out that the woman who needed the contract, she ended up never doing the work. <laughs> she was contractually obligated to the work. She contractually obligated herself to do the work. And then she didn't do the work. And I did not sue her uh, for not having honored her own contract. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, sometimes never having to interact with someone is worth the money that you that they owe you, you know? Right. I think I think the thing is is start small and if 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 business happened, good crisp clean business went down, then do more. Just you know, and it can get a little bit bigger every time. And the the trust builds. And uh and I still think that the thing to do is Keep all business small. All all arrangements are like for a few months at most, not for years. Alright. There are seven billion people in the world. Why spend another moment with somebody that is icky? If you're going to ask me, how do you deal with all the hate you get because you're now getting ugliness, let me ask you. So I'm not directing this to Katie. I'm directing it to a, a generic person reading my article. Hmm. What did you do when you saw I was getting hate? Did you say something? Did you downvote? Did you do anything to discourage that person from being awful. My guess is that my hater got bored with me and moved on to you. You could have prevented it, but you didn't. So you're now harvesting a giant weed that you didn't pluck when it was tiny. Please support the people that are creating and building good things. Please support the people that are trying to help others and build a better world. Please support the people that are taking the big risks to move things forward. If you see nasty stuff and you don't want to get involved, usually there is a way to anonymously downvote or alert the moderators. If you are lucky enough to find somebody that is authentically good, Please support them and defend them. Pure goodness and decency is rare and desperately needs amplification. Haters hate because too many people encourage it and not enough people discourage it. You shape the world you live in. Please shape it to be something Beautiful. All right, so there's there's my article, there's my essay. I've I've got some more thoughts that comes down a little, like a couple posts down that I added later. But um, I I think I I mean, Katie, I I want you to not have to develop a thick skin, and because you know. That means that you're going to change. And are you going to become a person that, you know, you don't like? Are you going to become a person that is, that is so different from who you are now that you're not comfortable with this new person? And so I wish for you to be able to pursue the beautiful things you wish to pursue without changing. 
Unfortunately, the internet is a rough space. And permaculture has 100 times more rough than um, non-permaculture things, which I think is why permaculture is currently not a house. Um, and, and part of the reasons why permies.com is so strongly moderated is, is to basically keep that shit out. Because I do believe that you could get a hundred lovely kind things and one ugly thing will, will probably make me wanna stop being like, am I close? I think so. If if for every hundred things there was one terrible thing that I couldn't stop thinking about, I don't know if I would want to continue being in that space at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I would I would love to have to be part of that community and to put myself out there a little more than I am now. Um, but but I I don't know how to not be harmed by that. I wish there was a setting where you could say. Only, only show good on this channel. Like, oh, don't let any of the, don't let any of that in. Maybe someday there will be a safer environment. Yeah. Um, I mean, permies.com would be a pretty safe place. It'd be a very yeah. safe place to share yeah. all the things you want to share. You'll probably get lots of support and you will probably never see a single speck of awful. Um, but, you know, it could happen. But, you know, you probably won't. I can tell you, and I put this in my presentation at PB1, there was a woman that was sharing on Permies. And um, and she shared about a rocket mass heater. She had a, she, you know, and so she kind of showed it. And there was a woman that replied to it that said something like, you know, all the children are going to die of carbon monoxide poisoning because... The woman says that because she's confusing rocket stove, which she sees as a camp stove, with a rocket mass heater, which is vented to the outside. And so um, we didn't delete it in time. And so the woman that was sharing was so upset that she left and never came back to share anything. And so we're all lesser for it. Now, Immediately after that, we changed our forum software so we could have a lot more moderation tools, which helps us to really stay on top of that because we, we don't want that to happen again. And so we're, we're far more on top of it now than we were then because we've got so many more tools. Um, <clears throat> so there's that, but, but I think part of what you were saying is, is that if you can only post to Permies, it's a little bit limited. You're you're sharing and you're getting it out there, but you're not reaching as many people as you might if you were to become like a TikTok sensation. You know? <laughs> well, I would love to, I've been really enjoying the TikTok community. So I thought about like could I could I be part a little tiny bitty part of that because it would be fun, but I don't think I could do it safely. But I am thinking about what you're saying about about just the link and no comments. I'm thinking about that. I don't know. I don't know how it'll be, but, but I feel like it would be great to reach a wider audience because, um, because of if, if I'm trying to do some of the work of getting permaculture out into the world, permies.com, they probably have heard of permaculture at that point. Very good point. Very good point. Um, yeah, I don't. Well, here, how about this? Let's uh, let's move let's move on. Now, first of all, Kyle, you'll notice that for all the stuff that I just read, no one was raped, right? <laughs> Correct. I've read this before. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to this next little piece. A couple of additional thoughts. There is a woman I know that wants to do projects with me, but. When a dipshit said awful things to her about me, then she echoed those awful things. So when she wanted to work with me, I declined. 
because, you know, word got back to me. She, she echoed those awful things. Then somebody passed, passed that information on to me. This person just said this to me. In fact, they forwarded it. They forwarded the email to me. And, and then so I got to see them being nasty. Clearly she turned out to be less than noble. She told me she thought she was doing the right thing by warning people about what a monster I was. But she has since learned that that was all bullshit. She asked me, how am I supposed to know who is right? I told her that in this case it was pretty clear. On one hand, you have a guy that hasn't done much of anything and is constantly bitching about everybody. On the other hand, you have a guy that is working long hours to build a better world and trying to pull people together, complete with a long, rich list of magnificent accomplishments. I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit there. I think my accomplishments I don't think the choice is difficult. You were presented with a magnificent opportunity to stand for something good and discourage something ugly. You were used by an icky person to try to bring down a good person. People do make mistakes, and they learn from their mistakes. A human says, Ah, oh, come on, you're being a dick about this. Get over it already. A noble person owns their mistake apologizes makes it right usually this is a huge gesture that is ten times bigger than the error I know that I'm fucking awesome by my own standards I do what I do for me so when someone else says stop or I command you to their words have very little weight. I simply think less of them. I feel bad for you, dear reader. I think you should have far better leadership than me. And I think this goes for all the listeners. I wish for there to be somebody that's a hundred times better than I am at this stuff. That's like a strong, powerful leader doing strong, powerful permaculture leadership things. Yet you're kind of stuck with me because, well, look at all the arrows in my back. There are so many arrows in my back. It looks a bit like I'm wearing a coat that is a foot thick and made of feathers. My guess is that a thousand people that were far better than me stood up and started on the path for leadership. And after a few dozen arrows, they said, Fuck this shit. If the group needing better leadership were to create a more hospitable environment, then a few of those leaders would have made it to the leadership stage. One way I think of these forums is that I wish for it to be the place where we grow the future leadership of permaculture. One way I think of my place, we can last is that I wish for it to be the place where we grow the future leadership of permaculture. When Nick Fouch was here, he was telling me that they were thinking of dropping the YouTube stuff. He said something about how the audience they built were just the most awful sort of thing. I think of that when I see the number of upvotes on their awful video. Hi, this is Mark. Sometimes talking to a friend or family member about permaculture can be met with a blank stare if it's all new to them. A great way to explain some of it can be over a card game using permaculture playing cards, which each have interesting facts with quality illustrations and descriptions. A wide range of people, places, and things, all related to permaculture, can be found on the permaculture playing cards at richsoil.com forward slash cards. You know, this is a good time. I've got a little bit more to the article, but but this is a good time to point out. So, Katie, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on Katie first, and so who? Um, 
there you've probably been to Thanksgiving meals with family, maybe with friends, but but you are familiar with the Thanksgiving meal thing. Yes. Was everybody at Thanksgiving lovely? Um. It, yes, actually, I'm not a super good example of this phenomenon, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. That was an unexpected answer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let I, me... I sometimes live in lovely places. Okay. Okay, good. That is that is very nice to hear. I'm gonna now turn to Kyle. Hey. <laughs> Kyle, you've been to Thanksgiving dinners and was everybody at every Thanksgiving dinner ever perfectly lovely? No, no. Okay. Um so is it I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the people that were not lovely and I'm gonna refer to them as less than con uncommon. Mm-hmm. And um for the lovely people, what's what do you suppose is the ratio of lovely to not so lovely people? Oh uh, uh ten to one. Ten to one. Okay. But boy, when you walk away from Thanksgiving Probably more than half of what's on your heart and soul has to do with the unkind party than with all the love there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. So, I mean, um, I've had a lot of people come here to my place for events, to be village or Boot camp program, the Gapper program, all kinds of different things. I've had, I don't know, I'm going to guess something on the order of 700, 800 people. So let's say it's 700 people. I think it's fair to say that just shooting from averages and stuff, 70 of them are going to be part of Kyle's group of less than and and it's only fair to say that some of them have access to the internet and choose to so the the fact that we only know of a couple i think i think makes me look pretty damn good and i think that most of the people that have awful things to say about me at this time have never met me have never been here so they're just echoing the bachelor so i think we're yeah. Doing. That's kind of what happens on Reddit is there's like there's initial posters that are like, yeah, I heard that Paul sucks. And then a bunch of people go, well, actually, I've been there five times and uh, and he doesn't suck. Or I, I was a boot for a year and I, it was great. And uh, like people who actually say, yeah, uh, I've I've been in this situation and uh, what you're hearing and what you're repeating is wrong. That's generally what happens on Reddit now. Yeah, and so do you remember uh, what subreddit that was in that you participated in? That was I in? think that was in the permaculture sub. No, it might have been the international community one. The intentional community one. In- intentional community, thank you. Uh, all right, all right. So um, I think intentional community stuff is probably got some difficulties, much like permaculture does. But... Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the key is, is that it's like, wow, um, what a, what a bizarre thing. And so what a, what a difficult and challenging environment. Um, and so all I want to do is I want to say like, they're, they're, we know they're there. It's not like it's just a fiction. It's not just that it's made up, uh, outside of Katie's good luck. Now, when I grew up, and even through some of my adult years, I've been to a lot of different Thanksgiving meals made of a lot of different people. And um, I have observed uh, a lot of unkindness in many different flavors. And uh, a lot of times I would, you know, try to be very, very silent because I don't want to be the center of attention. I don't want to get into people's weird political shit. I don't. And I want to stay out of it. And then every once in a while, and I think it's because I've always been very large, very tall, then um, I don't know, somehow that baits people to draw me in, I guess. I, I don't know. But 
I have observed this. And so we know it's true. We know it's out there. We've, we've, we've seen it, or at least all of us except for Katie have seen it. <laughs> Surely, Katie, you've observed some unkind people in your life. Absolutely. Non-Thanksgiving settings were not part of that answer. Okay. <laughs> and, and so when Kyle uses the ratio of 1 to 10, does that fit with you too, or do you have a different number? I, I probably see as, not as many people being being truly unkind. I, I do tend to not go to areas where I feel like it wouldn't be a kind environment. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Um, Throw something out there. Uh, um, I have created some very large and magnificent things, some things that got a lot of attention, like millions of people. Um, I, I now I want to, and this, I guess, the thing where I'm going with this is that um, when you create something that is a public thing, it seems to attract even more attention. Have either of you ever created a rather significant public thing? And oh, not significant, but uh, I, I have put out music and whatnot. Ah, it's true. I've had, I've had two death threats because uh, it's coming from my music. Okay. Um, that's pretty significant. That's pretty negative. That's way more. That's way more than I want. True. I think that's exactly the kind of thing Katie is wishing to avoid in her next venture. Right. Yeah. Well, I was kind of. I was. I kind of provoked it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I didn't say I deserved it, but you know, I, it was a metal band. We say stuff that metal bands say. You know. All right. All right. It irks people. Katie, what's what's been your big thing? Oh, no, I've never done anything. I'm like a mouse. Okay, okay. All right, so very quiet. I mean, I know you have a business because, you know, oh, yeah. you sent me some of your product. <laughs> I did. No, I have business. I, I think when I was in elementary school, I was on the radio for Girl Scouts cookies. <laughs> but I never heard a negative word. But then again, I didn't. I mean, it's hard to do that, you know, the negative message on the radio the other direction. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, radio is kind of wild that way. <laughs> I mean, even with <laughs> podcasts, people have a tough time saying negative. I mean, we, we provide a thread for every podcast. People can come and see their thing. They have a, they have a phone at the radio station. People can call in and complain about the little girl selling cookies. Oh. Well, that's true, too. Never got back to me. Yeah, I think you did a good job. I think everybody respected you. I think they they probably didn't have any bad things to say at the time. I was a pretty cute kid. I got into the newspaper for staring at a cake with really big eyes. Mm. <laughs> a very local newspaper. I was very young, and I was a very small kid, and it was a very big cake. So I think it was funny to see the small kid with big eyes looking at this big cake. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I haven't experienced the negative. I feel like there's always a price to pay. Like, if you want to do something big, but I think to be as ready as possible for a difficult price and to be in the best possible, you know, wear the best possible armor, if you know you got the thin skin and you know that there's going to be arrows, you kind of want the permaculture knights of the round table there. That's that's true. And... um I I suppose that you know we could try to found the permaculture knights of the round table, but um, <laughs> I I think that that would probably um, violate uh, you know how a lot of stuff works. Like you can't. I know that on Reddit they call that brigading, and that it's not allowed. Mm-hmm. So like to go get a bunch of your friends together to go. And All right, I'm going to read uh, another little bit from the article. I think that if anybody wants to live a life without haters, or at least with far less than I have, then the best thing to do is nothing. Um, and then I got a note here saying, I like the bit of comedy about how great nothing is. Uh, nothing is worth fighting for. Nothing lasts forever, etc. Um, I love that. <laughs> I I collect haters because I do stuff. 
the more I do, the more haters I get. Of course, for every hater, I get about a dozen awesome people, and yes, it's worth focusing on the lovely people. I, I try to reward the lovely people. Not only do I do a lot, which attracts a lot of haters, but I also research and experiment with weird things. So, ten times more hate. And I'm fat, so double the hate again. Mm, yep. I suppose if I were a sexy woman and scantily clad, then 99% of the hate would be washed away right there. But I am what I am. No, oh, I bet, I bet they get that. No. I get they get haters too. They get terrible hate. It's much oh, yeah. better to be not as noticeable. Yes. <laughs> okay, my mistake. My mistake. I I didn't know. Um, I just kind of just seemed like that. Uh, so many people wanted to be like that. Then there's a couple. I found a couple of little. Uh, I guess they're memes. Little. Uh, so here's a there's a picture of me looking silly, and it says. I prefer being labeled an asshole to being the puppet of a nitwit. And, uh, and there's another one that's got some kind of cartoony-looking thing with a crowd. And it says, if you try to please everybody, your progress is limited by the noisiest fool. So both of these are quoted by me. This is stuff that I've said in the past. And somebody grabbed it off of, I don't know whether it's off of the podcast or off of Permian's all right, that's all I'm going to read from the article. I don't know if there's more stuff below or not. It's a, it goes on for a ways. There's a lot of discussion there. But um, I, I, I feel very strongly about doing all the things that I'm doing. And I feel like I'm doing a lot of things. And I wish that we had... Not only a thousand times more people doing permaculture stuff than are doing it right, but I'd love to see a thousand times more people sharing stuff. And I think that we don't see a thousand times more people sharing stuff because of this, this horrible, this horrible gauntlet of haters. And so, um, you know, again, post everything to permies, just stick to permies and, um, you should be pretty free of that kind of stuff and hopefully, you know, some people will grow up to be the leadership that I wish to see for permaculture. It would be it would be fantastic to have really terrific people really leading all of permaculture in a wonderful direction. That would be great. I kind of feel like we're not getting that because the the hate gauntlet is just too intense. So and, okay, um, if you post something at Permies, uh, if you post something to TikTok, who knows? Maybe if you post something to TikTok, it'll only get three views. And if you post it to Permies, maybe it'll get – I mean, I think the average thread gets something like 300 views in the first, like, month or so. Um, so there's a better chance it's going to get help you get started at least. But yeah. there are, are some threads that are approaching a million views. I think some threads may have exceeded a million views. I think the best bet is is the posting it on go ahead and posting it on YouTube with the comments turned off and then having comment having a post about it on uh Permies and maybe there'll be a conversation there. But I think just having more and more like just permaculture content out there and you know part of what we need to do is make it the norm you know and the more people see it the more it becomes like oh yeah this is this is oh yeah they're just uh you know they just got a food garden a food forest there like uh you know that's that's a normal thing that everybody's doing i'm doing one now i'm not you know it's just a normal thing now yeah yeah, I I think uh well the other thing is is like if Katie goes out and she builds a food forest and she does a bunch of other cool permaculture things, I mean I would love to see the pictures of it. And and it's I kinda of feel like if it's on Permies, I'll be able to see the pictures of it. And if she posts a video out to YouTube and does exactly the way you say it, then um uh she'll I'll she can embed the YouTube video on Permis and we can see it on Permis. 
and then uh, it might possibly take off. But of course, the whole point that she makes about trying to infect the brains of people that are not on permies, that's where it gets to be challenging. And um, Katie, it's entirely possible that uh, you will never get a hater of any kind. No one will ever say an unkind thing to you. It's possible. <laughs> and um, and it's just because I am, I have my personality and maybe it grates on people the wrong way. And so I've gotten the hate that I've gotten that you will never get. It's entirely plausible. I do, however, think that the gluten-free girl um, seemed to have a lovely personality, and I couldn't understand how anybody could be angry with her. And I think we've seen some very lovely people all over the Internet where it's like they can't – who can possibly be upset with those people? And I think usually it's not so much that they're upset as much as it is – and this has been my personal experience – that like a good 95% or more – uh, of the people who are angry with me say, you have a large audience. You must now tell your audience this message. Even more than that, I command you to think the thoughts I'm telling you to think and then tell your audience that this is what you think. And if you will not do it, I have an or else. And so I usually say, well, I guess you're going to have to do your or else because I'm not into that. And so um, I suspect that the lovely people hear from the obey or else. And they're like, oh, no, I'm, that's not my thing. And uh, so then they get the or else. It's It was the same thing in office politics. Well, obey or else. And so um, I think it's big, big part of human nature to say obey or else. So even though you're going to be a perfectly lovely person, I think you're, if you build an audience, if, if you never have an audience, you probably won't get the obey or else people. But then if you do build an audience, probably will. Is any of this helping you at all? Yes, thank you. I I really want to have this discussion because I've been thinking of sharing this next adventure a little bit. Um, because I really love the idea of telling people more about permaculture because I think that a lot of people would love the ideas and ways and uh, it would be so fun to share that with especially new people who haven't heard. And I don't think I would have a big following or something. I don't. I don't really. I have a longing for a giant following, <laughs> but I would love to share the things that I know with people who would be delighted to hear it. And, um, but I don't, I don't, I'm looking at people who say this might not be safe. And I'm thinking, what can I do? Should I, should I do it at all? And what can I do to make it more safe? I think it's helping. I love the idea of if I were to do something to have the comments off and point people to, to permies and see if that goes okay. I do think it's wise to be safe. I think, I think it would be wise to, to, for all your video adventures, probably leave your daughter out. Um, or, or yourself. <laughs> why, do you, why do you need to show yourself? Like, right? there's a very popular, like, uh, a YouTuber named AVE, and you never, you never see this guy or, you know, know anything personal about him. He just got good information. And so he's got a lot of views and subscribers and stuff. There's no, well, yeah. I know. Um, so like I keep my location discreet as you both mm -hmm. know. Yes. And, um, and it's because of, you know, these very things we're talking about. And, um, I know that there's a YouTube channel called Wrangler star. He was on, um, Hermes at one point, and um, he elects to not share his real name because he believes this gives him an, an additional layer of safety. And so we came up with a way on Hermes to respect that um, when we did a book promotion of his book. But um, I think it's, it's wise to look to these things in case somebody becomes really awful. And then you've got this layer of protection. 
I think that's probably pretty small. Um, I, uh, I, I share my, my goofy face on stuff. I don't mind doing that. Um, but I do keep my location discreet. And every once in a while, somebody recognizes me, and that's a bit of a problem. I, I haven't had anybody recognize me and behave poorly. Um, they've all, everybody has recognized me in person that something has always been lovely. I've never had any negative stuff. But we have had several occasions where somebody uh, attempted to have us swatted, and they then contacted the permies.com staff uh, in a variety of different ways to try to find out where our address is. Because if you're going to have somebody swatted, you kind of need the address. And so they couldn't get it. And so um, we dodged that. Those, I think three different times that happened. Uh, we dodged three bullets. Wow. I, I think that there's probably also, there's been, there's been probably about, uh, eight people who were just like, hey, I'm in the Missoula area. I want to come look at what you're doing, but I can't find you. Uh, I need you to give me your address. I just need to come by and look at it. And of course, the subtext is, is stop whatever you're doing and give me the full tour because I'm in there. I'm in Missoula. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, the next tour is two months away. Yeah, you're going to have to stick around Missoula for two months. Well, that's just stupid. I'm here now. Just give me the fucking tour now. And so it's, there's a little, there's been a little bit of that, which no, we did not honor. <laughs> um, uh, but I, yeah, I would say, uh, um, I, I, I take steps to keep my locations. And someday we'll open it up a little bit. Um, I don't know. Is Jeff Lawton's location discreet? I've never really looked. Uh, I, I remember going and looking at it on Google Maps one time. Oh, okay. So, I don't think so. Okay. Alright. Alright. So, um, maybe, maybe he's not, I know he's gotten a lot of, uh, ugly stuff. I know, Seth Holzer's probably gotten ten times more ugly stuff than Jeff. And and mm-hmm. wow, on r slash uh, permaculture at Reddit, boy, they really hate Seth Holzer. Man, with, what? With a day glow passion. And so, um, uh, there, it's it, yeah, uh, there was the misinformation, the outright false information about Seth Holzer is really profound. And so um, I I kind of feel like um, I and, and there've been a couple of times when I've seen it I've tried to stand up for Seth Holzer only to get this you know downpour of, of freakish hate just dumped on me for standing up for Seth. And so, um, but the the information was false. It was just it was just outright false. Anyway. Um, uh, and I, you know, and I think there's a lot of people that have done a lot of really beautiful, magnificent, and glorious things for, um, for all of permaculture, and they're, they're getting it too. So, all right. Um, so Katie, to, you know, I want you to share, and I think you make a good point, you know, try to share with the people that are like the level zero, level one people. That makes great sense. And um, <clears throat> maybe the thing to do is, is is to just start down that path and try it out because it seems like it seems like the the mood to do it is calling to you. Give it a try, and maybe maybe you will never get any yuckiness whatsoever. Um. And uh, it'll all be smooth and easy and lovely. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for helping me figure out what to do. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure it's of much help at all. I I think that the current system only allows permaculture bigs to be bigs if they have a really thick skin. And, um, and I have a thick skin, so you... 
so I, I'm, I'm concerned permaculture is a little bit stuck with me that they should permaculture should be able to do much much better. Oh, Paul! Thank goodness we are stuck with you. <laughs> well, that's a, such a lovely thing to say while on my <laughs> podcast. That's a decent thing to say while you are on my podcast. Okay. Using your words. So, um, all right. Anything else along these lines that we should talk about today? No. I, are we are we all done? Is there? There's no other topic for the permaculture smackdown. No ugly news to talk about, um, and not, nothing uh, nothing dire or dread in permaculture or or difficult or challenging. There we solved we solved all of permaculture. One <laughs> we did it. Hey, <laughs> congratulations, guys. Get on to the more fun tasks. So, <laughs> All right. Hey, I just got my uh, got my five acres down in uh, Central Washington. Monday we close. Central Washington, and you mean not not Central, uh, like Central Western Washington. So it's it's along the I five corridor. Oh, okay. So soggy town. Soggy town. So much water everywhere. There's it's actually got- a town called Centralia. Mm-hmm. It's right there. It's right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that is very soggy. It's extra soggy, I believe. Yep. Like almost rainforest, isn't it? It's uh it's pretty uh it's pretty jungly already. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is nice. Okay. It's got, it's got a couple of uh springs on it already. All right. So, um I I take it that in a future podcast we're going to be seeing pictures of this property and we're going to try to make some designs for it oh absolutely if we want to do that i will be uh i will be the guinea pig okay so if you like this sort of thing come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about people being noble homesteading and permaculture all the time all the time Hi, this is Mark. There are a lot of reasons to get angry these days, but I prefer to focus on the positive things that we each can do to make this world a better place. The book Building a Better World in Your Backyard, Instead of Being Angry at Bad Guys, is a great resource for just that. Instead of throwing my arms up in frustration at governments or big corporations, there's a list of ideas that we each can tackle to affect change. Information about this book and other resources can be found at permies.com.